So uh, I have to tell you, Mike, that I'm I'm not happy about recording this episode tonight. Oh, God. Why? Well, not only am I doing a double header, which, since I am not a professional podcaster, is challenging, but more importantly, I'm not playing uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild right now. Oh, we're going to get to that. I know we are. We're going to get to that. This was not what I expected you to say. <laughs> this episode better be worth it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you say those words. You wouldn't even believe. Uh-huh. I thought you were going to be upset about the fact that we're not doing uh, Mike at the spaceship or whatever we're going to call it. No, I think you're going to redeem yourself on this one. Although I did, I have only yep. listened to about the first third of Upgrade. And uh, mm-hmm. when you had said that you had a Mike at the movies, I nearly did a table flip ASCII art because... I was very upset that you could find the time for Blade Runner, whatever it is that you watched, which, by the mm-hmm. way, I've never seen, but you couldn't find the time for Firefly. But I guess we can just start off right there. Well, what, do you, what are we going to do about this Firefly thing? All right. So I'll tell you right now, the environment of watching this stuff on the plane for these segments is terrible. It was not <laughs> a great experience to watch Blade Runner on the plane. So really, for me to... Uh, I actually, i tell you what I did before I went on the trip. I bought Firefly on iTunes so Why I could download do it onto my iPad. Did, you, did so that facepalm come through? Did the audio from that facepalm come through? I'm not even joking. Right yeah. Now, so I have the local files. Michael. I know I could have. Okay, look, what you also need to understand is about 20 minutes after I did this, I realized I could have downloaded them from your Plex server. I know I could have done it, but I didn't know you could do that. And I then listened to a podcast, I think like that day or a couple of days later, where someone mentioned downloading things locally from Plex. So it was Jason. Jason says that he does that when he travels. I didn't know you could download files from a plex server locally i didn't know you could do well that okay to an so iPad. in your defense in order to do that with somebody else's server you need to be blessed as your user needs to be blessed as as permissible for doing those sorts of things yeah, so i know you would have given me that if i, I, to ask I for it. absolutely would have given you that the question is did you already have it and that i don't know so i will tell you the, but, the honest truth yeah you did not have that access so you so I wouldn't have even known. Okay. So yeah, I, I bought it. And the reason I bought it is because I was planning on surprising you. Aw. And having watched the first episode. I love my but surprises. Then there are a couple of things with this. One, I thought, I can't surprise you on the show because you should watch it as well. That's actually a very good point. So that was part one. And then the second was the experience of watching Blade Runner on the plane was really suboptimal. And... <laughs> If I have to watch an entire TV series, I need to enjoy that first episode, right? I would agree with that as well. And if I'm in a setting which might mean that I don't enjoy it so much, which i.e. trying to watch it on a plane with AirPods, which do not get loud enough, Mm, um, mm -hmm. so therefore having to watch Blade Runner with subtitles. Oh, that does not sound fun. To make sure I picked up all the dialogue, it it wasn't perfect. You know, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, I I was thinking about my forthcoming plane journey in June, and it occurred to me that although having AirPods will probably be uh, fantastic when when in the airport and and just kind of doing my own thing, I have heard from Jason, from now you, that they are not too fantastic on the plane. And so I went looking for my um, very expensive earbuds that I got as a gift several years ago, and, and for days I couldn't find them, and I was furious you have those pull the gook in the ears 
No, 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 no. Not quite that fancy. But coincidentally, when my father got the pour the gook in the ears ones, he got a very good discount on these like several hundred dollar um, ultimate ears, uh, just generic earbuds. And they are noise isolating, not active noise canceling, but they're phenomenal on the plane. And I was looking, 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 couldn't find them, couldn't find them, finally found them. So all is right in the world. But I was stressed for like 48 hours trying to figure out where these darn things went. Yeah, I, I... I had those Beats ones, right? I have those mm-hmm. Beats X. I think it's the X, the ones that have that chip in them. The problem is they're kind of uncomfortable to wear for really long periods of time for me. Mm-hmm. So I need to get some over the ears, but I can't do noise canceling. I think I said this on the show before. I get sick with noise canceling. It makes people nauseous. That's um, unfortunate. Yeah, so I have to I have to just get some good over the ears. Um, and uh, I played with some when I was at Marco's place last uh, and I need to see what he's ended up rating in his headphone review thing, but I want it because I want Bluetooth now. I like mm-hmm. I like Bluetooth. I like Bluetooth. It's good. Um, so yeah, and plus, you know, I think if I get regular ones, then I'm never going to have the adapter that I need because that's just how that is. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, at some point I'm going to get some uh, some some other headphones. But the the AirPods they do a good enough job. They they do. There are just tie up certain points on a plane journey. It just becomes harder to hear. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But anyway, before the next episode, I will watch episode one of Firefly. <laughs> I'm so excited. And so on the next episode, we will be debuting a new Firefly watch along segment of the show. Indeed. Okay. So let me let me figure out. What is the correct episode of Firefly to watch? Let me make sure I have this right. So the correct episode is season one, episode 11, which is an hour and 26 minutes. The rest of them, without fail, are under 45 minutes. The first episode, however, was this like kind of almost faux movie pilot called Serenity, which is season Wait, one. What? So remember that they were aired way out of order. Uh, hold it. It's okay. It's okay. They were aired this out of- too much overhead. It's not. I'm telling you what to watch. Every week, I will tell you the next one to watch. So the first one you need to watch is called Serenity. It is season one, episode 11. All right, everybody? Season one, episode 11. I did not look to see whether Firefly is streaming in Netflix right, or anything, so but- on iTunes, episode one is called Serenity. Oh, okay, it's perfect. It's 87 minutes long. Perfect. We're talking about the same one. That is exactly the right one. Okay, I, I, I apologize. I did not realize that iTunes had the correct order. But yes, you want the over an hour long uh, episode called Serenity. That is your homework assignment, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not seen Firefly, you are in for a treat because, oh, is it good. And if you don't like it, Michael, we're not doing the stamp segment, so keep it to yourself. You know, I think I've said this before, and I'm going to say it a million more times before we finish this, because I'm going to watch them all no matter what I think of them. But there's so much hype. It's not so much that there's hype. It's that I know this is an incredibly limited experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not It's not what happens when you get into like a TV show that was from 2002. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But hey ho, Firefly! Before the next episode, I will have watched the first episode. I'm probably going to watch it on the day that we record. It's probably what I'll end up doing because <laughs> I keep postponing it. But I will say that I find that to be preferable yeah, if I can do that because it keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably be doing that. But it's in there now for I think 
next week. Currently, it's in my to-do manager for next week, but it will probably keep getting pushed um, up until that day. I am very excited. You are in for a treat, Mike, I hope. And uh, you are in for a treat, listeners, if you haven't seen it already. And, you know, one of my favorite, ser- possibly my favorite talk show episodes, uh, or episodes of The Talk Show, excuse me, was when uh, John Gruber and Dan Benjamin did their series on Bond. And so they watched Bond films uh, one oh, yeah. by one each week. And mm-hmm. Aaron and I got into it. And, and Aaron has never heard any episodes of The Talk Show, to my knowledge, except the Bond segments because they were so darn good. So I am very much looking forward to hopefully kind of channeling some of that in this very show. So we'll see how it goes. Can you imagine what comes up when I Google James Bond, the talk show? Um, Underscore David Smith. (laughs) He wrote a blog post in which he details all of the episodes where you can listen to them. Not surprising. Uh, David Smith. That guy's the best. He's always ready. Mm-hmm. He, knows, he knows what's going on. He, he knows, knows what's, what's up. going on. Um, we hired a wedding planner. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So we started, basically, we decided that we needed to start going through all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So we bought this book, this like book from Amazon or something, or from, a, no, I think it was from a store called Paper Chase in the UK. And it's just like a, you know, like you get baby books, right? Where you write in all the stuff that the baby does and yep. it's like all pre-filled out. It's mm-hmm. like one of those, but for a wedding, mm-hmm. right? So it's like uh, this point, you should do this, this point, you should do this, right? Yep. So we start going through it. And first off, we feel good because we realize that we have enough time based on the book. That's a good start. Because we're, we're over a year away and they say that that's okay. Then it basically it starts like, where do you want to do this? What do you want to do for this? What do you want to do for that? What do you want your photographer to be? Where do you want your venue to be? What do you want your date to be? What do you want your groomsmen to be? Like, listen, listen, listen. We like start going through it. We're bickering over some things, disagreeing on others, agreeing on others, trying to work out like, what do we want? What do we don't want? And then we get to this one page and then like despairing. I'm despairing about the fact that I don't know how we're going to pull this thing together. Then we get to one page where it's like contact details of your suppliers and one of them was a line that just said wedding planner and then I turned to Medina and I say why don't we just hire a wedding planner we then spent the next hour or two researching wedding planners we got some quotes and we found uh, a great company it's two women they're awesome they one of them lives super local to us so they actually came to our house oh that's cool and we like to, to kind of where we, everybody interviews each other, basically, is kind of the way that goes. Like, mm-hmm. we see if they're a fit for us, we see if they're a fit for them. They're great, and uh, we both really like them, and so we've hired them. Um, we have increased our wedding budget. <laughs> 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 but I think that this will make it worth it, because my concern was that we would end up hating the wedding before we get there, and I feel like this is, will take a lot of that away from us. We still have to make the decisions, but we don't need to do the legwork. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. if there's a problem, we know about the problem and that's stressful, but we don't have to fix the problem. Sure. And you know, there were things like there were these venues that we like to look of, but they like have all these rules about when people can arrive and when people can leave, like suppliers and stuff. And I don't want to be dealing with any of that. And they will do that. Like they come on the day and they're there to deal with any problems and make sure everyone's where they need to be. Yeah, this this feels like the right thing for us. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're capable of throwing money at this problem then it's absolutely the right way to do it i'm willing to find the money because what it will (laughs) what it will do is make things better for us like it will make our our wedding more enjoyable and the whole process leading up to it less stressful 
Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with you. And uh, if we if we were in the place that we're in now, where we have a little bit of extra money, then we yeah. certainly would have done the same. At the time, we were both just dead broke, and so that was not really an option for us. But uh, I think this is the benefit of getting married when you're thirty and haven't oh, any yeah. children yet. Right? Oh yeah, no, I completely I think agree. That- we're able to afford that because we got married a little bit later in life than most of my friends mm-hmm. have done. Um, and we're going to be seeing our first venues in May. Oh, wow. So awesome. in just a couple of weeks um, from now. And uh, we're looking at either, we're looking at hopefully July, um, if not July, maybe early August or early September. But we're looking at July right now as our ideal date. But then it depends on what the venues we like can do. So July of 2018. Yes. July of 2018. I'm going to have to book some plane tickets, man. That's why we're doing it. Uh, We're getting the venue set as quick as possible. Because basically, we we think we're going to have about 90 people at the wedding, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And I reckon probably about 80 of those people will be traveling from outside the United Kingdom. Goodness. So we are very conscious of all of this. It's it's factored into a lot of our plans. Like we want to get we want everything to be in places where there are lots of hotel options and lots of travel and stuff like that so people can move around and etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, and we're also very conscious of the fact that people will be traveling a long way for a lot of expense for our wedding so we're making sure we give people like a year's notice to do it. Mm-hmm. which I think is pretty good. So we'll yeah. have all of our like save the dates sent out over a year in advance. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. That's awesome. Well, uh, I, I don't know if congratulations is the right word for this, but uh, but I'm very excited for you guys because that'll hopefully... I think like take... a, yay, we'll yeah. do it. Yay! <laughs> Progress is being made. That's exciting. Progress is being made. Um, so we're going to talk now a little bit about my travel because I'm like three quarters of the way through crazy April travel month as right now um but before we do that we should talk about a very applicable sponsor <laughs> for this week's episode and for this this part we're about to move into and that's away away believe that your luggage should not cost more than your plane ticket and that's why they make premium suitcases with fantastic features for under just 300 dollars. go to awaytravel.com analog and you'll be able to peruse away's collection of suitcases that are all made with premium german polycarbonate which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance while still remaining lightweight away offers four sizes of suitcase the carry-on the bigger carry-on the medium and the large and they have nine colors that you can choose from i want to tell you some stuff about my away suitcase because I've tried I took two trips so far in April with my away suitcase. So one thing that I really love is the four wheels because that's just how all suitcases should be. Two wheels are terrible. No one wants to deal with that. Um, I was able to put in like five days of clothes and some tech stuff all into my my regular carry-on case. I was so surprised. I've never been able to do this before. Um, you were able to really make a use of the space in these things. I was very impressed by it. Um, I had such a small case and I had basically a week's worth of clothing in it. Um, and they have this compression system that I really like, which not only has the straps in it, but also features like another big pocket. So like it's no no space is wasted. It has this little laundry bag, which is like clipped into the bottom of the case, which I love. So you just pull out this laundry bag, you stuff all your dirty clothes in it, and then you can zip it up and pack it when you're done. 
which I think is fantastic. So you just zip all the dirty clothes up because I came home with some clean clothes and you don't want to get them mixed up. Yep. Um, I used the integrated USB power brick to charge so cool. my iPhone. So right? cool. I'm like, this is the best suitcase ever. Um, I really loved it. Oh, and when we were uh, in Romania, Adina's, our suitcases come out of the thing. Mine's perfectly fine. Adina's suitcase had this huge crack in the side. I'm oh like, no! That is German pol- premium German polycarbonate, my friend. That is what saved my suitcase. So, this is why you need an away suitcase. I love it. Seriously, it's awesome. But if anything did happen to your away suitcase, they offer a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life, and they have a 100-day trial. So, get the suitcase, try it. If you don't like it, if you have any reason you decide it's not for you, you can return it and get a full refund, no questions asked. Travel smarter with the suitcase that charges your phone. To find out more about Away, go to awaytravel.com slash analog. And if you use the code analog at checkout, you get $20 off of any of their suitcases. That's awaytravel.com slash analog and the code analog to get $20 off. Thank you to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. Awesome. All right, so... So how many countries have you been in in the last three weeks? Three. Aye. Four, including London, I guess. Aye, aye, aye. So um, I... It is the 27th of April today, as we're recording this. Uh, and I was in Ireland from the 9th to the 13th. I was in Adina's hometown in Romania from the 14th to the 17th. And then I was in Atlanta from the 20th to yesterday, the 25th. Goodness. Because it's actually the 26th that we're recording this. It's the 27th for me right now because we passed midnight. Right. Um, But technically it's the 26th if you're Casey Mm -hmm. when we're recording this. So, and then um, on the 28th, so Friday, we're going back to Romania again until uh, the 1st. My goodness, do you, do you just not like being at home? It was just, I didn't necessarily plan for this to happen, but things just popped up. So like the Atlanta Pen Show, I have, I'm doing that, right? Like that's a lock-in every year we got the Kickstarter. I didn't know that all was going to be when all was when it was, and then when also it was, when I decided I was going to go to all, I don't think that we knew that we were going to be going to Romania twice. Actually, we went for Easter, which was something that we always do, and then we have a family event, um, which will be at later this week. So it's like these things just happened. They all happened to me at the same time, and I, you know, I kind of did it, and... Um, at first I was kind of like being like, oh no, it's going to be terrible, but kind of looking forward to it. And now I've done it. It was totally fine, but I'm really tired. I don't know where I am. I don't know what day it is. Uh, I've just come back from five hours, right? In the past. And then in two days, I'm going to two hours in the future. Uh, I am genuinely concerned about what this might do to my sleep schedule. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. One of the good things is when we go to Romania, we typically don't shift our schedule. We just wake up late and go to bed late. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's two hours. It's just, like, it's just enough to start throwing you off, but not enough that you can't just live your life the way you want to live it, you know? Yeah, yeah. We can wake up at 11 and go to bed at 1, and it's fine, <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Oh, my goodness. that That's... That's tough. It's and not tough. Tough. T- I know what you mean when you say it's tough, but like I also need to remember my privilege uh, and that I've been able to do all this travel. Um, some of it for work, but it's fun, you know. Yeah. 
and, uh, and and so when I talk about it and when we talk about it being tough, it's just it's tough on your body to to do this. Um, to live a life where you get to do this is amazing. And I did have uh, a couple of times on these trips the moments of realizing how lucky I am that I get to do all of this stuff. Um, but there there is a moment. There are times where you're like, oh my god, I think my body's gonna fall to pieces. <laughs> so that's what's tough. It, the, doing the travel is not tough. It's what the travel does to you that's tough. Yeah, that that makes sense. And you know, I I kind of wish I could travel more. Um, it's hard with to travel the three of us. Um, you know, because Declan is a pretty good traveler, all told. But yep. but still, it's just challenging. And then you know, it's I could travel by myself, but. Generally speaking, I, re- I really prefer not to because I'd rather be home. And then the one time that I, I feel the sacrifice is worth it, you know, in June every year, I have the time of my life. But at the same time, I, it never really leaves me how how much I'm asking of Aaron in order to do this. And so it it's tough because I kind of wish that she could come and Declan could come and do all these things with me. And, and on the surface, they could. But I mean, they're not going to go into Dub Dub with me. Like that wouldn't be fun. No. And and even though there is childcare this year, like what is she just going to ditch Declan and then go wander around San Jose? Like that's probably come hang out with me. I actually, that's a very good point. She probably would enjoy that. Come to think of it, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, I don't I get know. It. It's 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 both. It's 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 ha- it's happy and and not not unhappy, but challenging because I, I wish I could like just pop down to Atlanta for the weekend and say hi to my to my my good friends, but. There's penalties for doing that, and not not penalties because Aaron's a jerk or anything like that. Just penalties in that it's 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 a tremendous burden to put on her. That just isn't mm-hmm. fair, you know. And and uh, there's only so many of those you can get, right? Like you can't take all the tr- like. I know right now that like as my life progresses over the next few years, it's going to get harder for me to do all of the trips that I want to do, and I will start having to pair that back um, because. Like you say, one, it's not fair to leave the burden of children on one other person if that's something that happens to us. Um, and the other, like, I won't, I will want to be away less, I think. Exactly. Exactly right. Right? Yep. Um, I completely agree. I mean, because right now, who wants to spend time with Dina? Am I right? Get away. <laughs> Gotta get on that plane. Get out of here. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's it. She loves, she loves it when I'm away, <laughs> honestly. She does. I mean, look, we are both, uh, we love to be together. But we are both independent people. Yeah, no, I so when that. we can spend time apart, we miss each other. But we also appreciate that yeah. time apart because we get to do the things that we want to do. Yeah. No, so when I'm gone, sense. I get to see all my friends and hang out with my friends and talk about pens. And she gets to like, she gets to see her friends if she wants to do that, or she can catch up on her TV shows, or she can get her life admin done. Like, and we appreciate those times apart. We keep in constant communication with each other, but we as much as we love to be together we can also value our time separately but not for too long i I do feel like this has been too many time like too much time away like just with all these trips but at least we got to take and we'll get to take two of them together so like that intensifies the time that we spend together so that's been good right so like where i've taken two trips in a month we've also it's been sandwiched by trips we take together so that's good yeah yeah that makes sense so tell me about these trips so how was the war you jerk all was great, but it was short. It felt short. Um, it was less days this year, and I wished it was more um, because I didn't get enough time to spend with my friends, you know. But it was a great conference. It always is. I mean, I, I like it a lot. I'm interested to see if it continues and how it continues. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great. Um, I got to hang out with. 
the Arments, uh, and Jason was there. Gray was there. It was a James Thompson. It was a great little crew, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, so that was really great. And I got to spend t- more time with my friend Matt, who makes paper, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, yeah, I, I was. An, it was a great trip. It is a great trip. I enjoy it there. Um, there's always fun stuff to do. I got to sit in a pool for a long time, <laughs> which overlooks these beautiful mountains. Um, it's always fun to and always strange to uh, have to deal with seeing your friends in swimming suits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a thing you have to get used to and yep. then you just get used to that and like move on with your life. Yep. But like the first five minutes is always funny. Yeah. Um, me and Jason were remarking on that last year uh, and we were just sitting and having a business meeting in the pool by the end of it. <laughs> That's business. All right. So then after mm-hmm. that, you said you went to Romania. Yeah, this is where we went to Adina's hometown of Botashine in Romania. Uh, Adina's mom is getting scarily good at English. Is she just learning like in the last couple of years? Yeah. How is that possible? She takes Duolingo courses every day. Good for her. That's really awesome. She's, I'm not, I I'm think not, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not patronizing or not deliberately. That, that's super awesome. I don't think I would be able to do that. I can't imagine that the two of us would ever really have conversations in English. I don't think it's going to get that way. But she is able to ask me things and tell me things, like sentences. That's awesome. It, she, it's it's incredible. Like, I cannot believe that she has learned it this quick. And every time I go there, I just feel worse about my role as a human being. In society <laughs> because I have not learned anything. Um I'm going to try and pick up another couple of words, but the Duolingo course that I wanted is still not fun. It, it's out, It's in the beta stage, um, but it's not left that, which means that it is not in their application. And I really want to be able to do this type of thing with, a, with an app mm-hmm. because then I can take these courses whenever, right? Like I don't really want to sit and do them on my Mac because that's... I don't want to add friction into it, but mm-hmm. I know I'm also stalling at the same time. Yeah, a little bit, but that's fine. I know mean, that's super awesome. Next time you see her, uh, give her a high five for me, and she'll totally not understand what that means. But that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the random guy I talk to you on the on the telephone from time to time says you're awesome, and she'll be like, "What?" Uh, but anyway, uh, no, I, I am super impressed by that. That's extremely cool. And my cat allergy is intensified. So, uh, Adina's family has cats. Yeah, so her brother has cats in Bucharest, and that was where I discovered I had a cat allergy because they have a cat with long hair. Mm-hmm. And Adina's mom has a cat with short hair, and it's previously it's been okay, but this time it was way worse. And I was taking allergy medicine, and that got me through that fine. That's not the way it works in Bucharest anymore. So we're actually staying in a hotel there for the first time. They have also had a baby, so they probably don't want to kick the baby out of the nursery to allow us to have the bedroom back. Fair point. So it works out best for everyone this way, especially me, because I'll be able to breathe. Nice. So that's good news. Is Claritin a thing where you are? Claritin is a kind of medication. Yeah, that is what I take. I actually take Claritin. It's spelt differently, funnily enough, but it's the same thing. I think we have a Y in it or something thing instead where one eye is oh interesting okay i think for the u.s it's like c-l-a-r-i-t-i-n that's and correct in the uk it's like c-l-a-r-y-t-i-n oh interesting well yeah but anyway that works for me or, actually i think the y might be the second one so it's clarity and then an n on the end 
Hmm. Well, either way, that works for me if I'm only getting like small doses of cat. So like as an example, uh, Aaron's uh, sister, so my sister-in-law, um, she has a cat. And when we go to her place, I if I pop a Claritin, I'm fine for several hours and it's usually okay. And I don't know that I would be so okay if I was like slumbering there as you've been doing. So yeah. I can imagine how that would be difficult. So uh, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to staying in a hotel in Bucharest, actually. Yeah, try that out. Um, that's something I, we have not done before. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be our new thing. Uh, Atlanta was was great. So that's the pan show. So we go out every year and I... Uh, uh, yeah, we go out every year and I spend time with Brad Dowdy and Jeff Brockwicky who run Knock and Brad is my co-host on The Pen Addict. And for three days from Friday to Sunday from 8am to 5pm I'm standing behind a table and I'm selling their products that's what I do when I'm there Yeah, and it's very tiring it's hard work you're on your feet all day and you're selling you're working and you're grabbing boxes and doing stuff and that's what I'm doing with them that's what I go out there to do and then the other thing I go to do is to record the live episode of the Pen Addict which we did we had over a hundred people in the room this time that's awesome which is the most that we've ever had, which was awesome, and it was a great show. Um, if you want to listen to it, I, I, I believe this is actually a pretty good jumping in episode, just because it's fun and it's different. Uh, you should you should go listen to it. It's episode two hundred and fifty three. I'll put a link in the show notes. If anything, just go check it out to hear when people cheer, because that's fun. You get to hear people <laughs> laugh at my jokes, which is also fun. Yeah, I actually quite enjoy doing live sh- live shows. Um, oh yeah, I, I think it's super fun, uh, and it's because right now, you know, yes, there's a chat room. But the only person that I get feedback from, you know, whether or not I'm doing a good job or whether or not my jokes are funny, or the only person is you. And while that's rewarding, it's just not exactly the same as having a bunch of like I don't strangers laugh at them there. All. And and you don't laugh at them. Actually, there was there's been a few times lately that I think I've written in the show note in my edit notes that I did not give you enough credit for a joke that you've made because I just I felt, yep. after listening back I was like wow that was a much funnier joke than than I, I love did. those notes by <laughs> the way. <laughs> I thought you might, but uh, but anyway, um, yeah, it, it's it's a very rewarding experience. One I would mm-hmm. not want to do every single episode, but is super fun to do from time to time. So I want to do more live shows in general. I, I just I enjoy doing it, but they're difficult to set up. That's the problem. Um, it's mm-hmm. technically it's very they're challenging and, and they pose a lot more issues, especially if you're looking to record a regular episode because if something goes bad to the audio, then you're kind of screwed, right? And and this is typically when things do go bad with the audio is when we record in person. Like um, one of the upgrades that we did and was was kind of messed up a bit because of some hardware fail- failures and one we did in Ireland. And even the one that we just did, like the audio levels weren't completely great. So like some people were complaining that smart speed got a bit quick at points because we didn't set the that, that as well as we could because it's not the usual hardware and it's not the usual recording equipment. You know, things can go awry. But, you know, we're getting better at it every time we do it. We just don't do it that often. But uh, I have a new podcasting goal, Casey. Okay. So there's a show that I enjoy called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Yes, yes, yes. And I know how much you love it. Episode 349, they did a live show in Portland in the place where XOXO was, Revolution Hall. Mm-hmm. It was actually arranged by one of the XOXO people. And uh, I don't know how many people are there, but it's a lot of people. 
But I also recommend, I put this in the show notes, people should listen to this if they want to try this show out because it's like a two-hour show. It's like a two-hour live show. It is hilarious. It's hilarious, I think, even if you've not come to the show before. But I, I would implore you to listen to some of it to hear how wild the audience is. I want to do a live show where the audience is like that. Like, they are just going crazy. Like, they're super <laughs> excited. They're laughing. They're, like, shouting out. Like, it's wild um and i i kind of i think one day i want to be able to be in a position where a show that i do could have a live audience like that because i think it would be fun yeah i i haven't heard this particular episode but the way you describe it i completely agree i think that'd be a ton of fun but atlanta was good the travel was okay the show sounds like it was good everything was all right there was one uh, here it's like you just putting some bait on a fishing rod and you're just holding it out for me aren't you hey buddy um on like maybe Friday, I think yeah, on Friday, Adina said to me, "When are you coming home?" Because there are two entries in the calendar, one for Sunday and one uh, one for Monday and one for Sunday. Uh oh. And I thought I was coming home on Sunday, arriving home on Monday. Uh, I was actually arriving home on Tuesday morning, leaving Monday, which is what I've done every year. I've always left on Monday, arrived home on Tuesday. I booked my travel completely correctly. I put it in my calendar wrong. Whoops. So when I was planning out my week, I was planning it by what the calendar said. And then when I use this new flight tracking app that I'm using, it adds calendars appointments if you want it to. And I just set that to say yes, just to add them. Um, (laughs) And so that's how we found out. Whoops. And I then had to move everything around, including this show. Actually, everyone that I work with, their life was made more difficult this week because of this. Everybody got moved or got hindranced in some way. Um, so I love everyone for helping me. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone, even if they don't know it, everyone's been hindranced in some way. Uh, that's just because just, yeah, it's an, it was a bit of a nightmare for me this week. And I appreciate you being so kind and helping me move around the day that we record. Uh, but it was... Um, Brad said he knew something was wrong when I said to him, what day do I usually travel home? (laughs) True story. Because it was like one of those things where I couldn't work it out. Like I didn't know what was right and what was wrong. Like I knew what was what was had been booked in. I just didn't know if I'd done it right. It's like, am I going to have to sleep in the airport for a night? Like because the hotel's going to be done. Like I wasn't sure what I was doing. But it all worked out in the end. Yes, it did. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it was good. I'm glad you had a good time. One of these times, I want to pop down because you have to understand that um, the, the airport in Richmond, Virginia, is very small, and mm-hmm. the destinations that you can choose from Richmond. I mean, I'm sure there's others, but effectively speaking, it's the New York area, Boston, O'Hare, and Chicago, Charlotte, Atlanta, and like a couple flights to DC, and that's basically it. I mean, there are a couple others here and there, but what it basically amounts to is you're going to go to some airlines hub. And I think Delta has a hub in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. And so it's very easy for me to get to Atlanta from Richmond in terms of travel. It's difficult in every other measurable way because of all the things we talked about a little while ago. Um, But one of these years, I'm going to I'm going to pull a Christmas of this past year and I'm just going to show up. Imagine me buying a ticket to the Atlanta Pen Show just so I can I can heckle and hassle you while, while I'm there. It wouldn't be fun for you. I know. Because, like, I'm standing behind this thing working the whole time. Yeah. 
you know, it'd be nice, but like you wouldn't ever, you, you would get like 20 minutes of enjoyment and then you'd be done. But I can't do anything for you because yeah, what, I'm working. I could do a day trip or something. Like what time did you record? What time of day did you record the live episode? Uh, six o'clock. Okay, so you know, I could do a day trip or like go go down like after lunch one day and then fly it fly back home like the following yeah. morning or something. I don't know. We'll we'll see if it ever happens. I'm probably all talk, but you'd be having some some private time as well. I yeah, think. it it would be neat though. All right. So uh, what what else? So you got a trip to Bucharest. You said. Um, did you mm-hmm. have you and you had a you had at least one visitor recently, didn't you? Because the Snell Zone was located in your office at least briefly. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that happened. Jason was here went before we went to the meetup today. Before we went to the meetup, uh, I also had dinner with John Syracuse. You jerk! Because oh, he was so in London. Jealous. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna. I, I'm hopeful to get. A, and by the time anyone listens to this, it will have already been released. I, I presume, but I'm hopeful to get in the as I sit here pending episode of ATP. Uh, I'm hopeful to get a, a review of, of London Town from John Syracuse in the after show. I've heard it. Oh, have you? Heard? I've heard oh, it. God. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had that review. Well, how, I've, I've how, far, review. how far into his trip do you have any idea was your dinner? About halfway. Okay. Oh, so he had thoughts then. Oh, he had lots. <laughs> but they were fine, though. They were fine. Many of the thoughts that he had were things that either he needed to be corrected on or helped with, right? <laughs> and that's, you know, like, that's not like he, it wasn't because he was wrong for, like, it, there were just things that he wasn't aware of. Sure. And then some of the things, actually, many of the things that he didn't like, I also don't like, you know? Fair enough. Um, but I wasn't on my own for that dinner, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adina was with me and Tina was with, and Tina was with John. Right. So we had dinner as a four, but Gray was there as well. Gray and Mrs. So, Gray or just Gray? No, just Gray. Okay. So uh, we were able to provide a united front against him. (laughs) So that was good. Oh, that's magnificent. Uh, And we only spoke about follow-up very briefly. Oh, good. Okay. Did Did you hug it out as an apology? Nobody apologized in person. I apologized to him in text, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but he offered no apology in person. I see. You cold-hearted, stiff-upper-lipped guy, you. My apology had been delivered. I wrote this blog post on my Tumblr blog purely because I needed to get it out before I saw him. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and I was just like, I just, just, let's just get it out of the way. And then we spoke about it for a moment or two, uh, and then we were done. Oh, uh, that's funny. Um, I'm glad you got to meet up. So the dinner was good? Yeah, dinner was great. Took it to one of my favorite places that I take uh, friends that are visiting. Um, and yeah, it's a great place. It's a good sharing place. It's it's nice food, but it's not a popular, like a super popular place anymore. It used to be. Um, but so yes, yeah, so it's a good place to take out of town. So I've taken quite a few people there. So if you ever come to London. I hope so. And, I really do. Well, I hope you will. Uh, then maybe I'll take you there. That sounds awesome. I mean, I'm not. I'm talking like wedding, notwithstanding. I'm just saying in general. Mm-hmm. I hope to. I hope to be able to vacation there. As I've mentioned to you, innumerable times, I, I, London is one of my the favorite places that I've ever been in my entire life. I I absolutely adored London. I will it. say during the wedding time, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because everyone's going to be in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Like I won't be doing anything. Well, you'll be doing everything, right? and you'll be doing nothing all at once. Like work wise, I'll be wanting to see everyone. Seeing what's going on, oh my god, the entire company will have to shut down. Yeah, pretty much. I, I honestly, oh. God, I'm not even trying to be funny. It would not surprise me if the entire network takes like a one week hiatus or something. I don't, yeah, I mean, not every show will do that. I think. I think some shows will be able to record in advance, but that's going to be 
kind of funny. Like, everyone's taking vacation at the same time, maybe? I don't know how that's going to work out. That, that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> just shut it down, boys. No, just lock it up. It's all over. All right. No, I'm, I'm super glad the travel's going well so far. Uh, I'm hopeful that your trip to Bucharest goes well. And, uh, you know, it's only, uh, is it your second international excursions after Bucharest? Are you coming to, uh, to San Jose after Bucharest? Yeah, I've not got anything planned between uh, Bucharest and San Jose. That's exciting. We're going to hug it out. I I have a trip that's outside of London, but it's still in England, and it's only overnight, so I'm kind of fine about that. Awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, our mutual travel that is coming up. In just a couple of months. It's actually like a month and change It's like now. five weeks or something. So Golly, like yeah, you're right. Oh, man, it's exciting. All right, tell me about something else that's awesome. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Blue Apron, the number one recipe delivery service that has the freshest ingredients. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes with fresh, high-quality ingredients to let you make delicious home-cooked meals. They set great standards for their food, the highest standards for all the ingredients that they use to make sure that they're building a community of home chefs who are also supporting a more sustainable food system, which is where they source food from responsibly raised animals and practice regenerative farming as well for their produce. Each Blue Apron meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients that can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. One of the great things about using Blue Apron is that you will be learning cooking skills that like whilst you're following their recipe cards you're going to just going to be by osmosis cooking osmosis magical cooking osmosis taking in <laughs> some new skills you're going to be learning how to dice and learning how to chop and learning some different skills like that but also how long it takes to make roast potatoes and stuff like that right like how long does it take to make a stir fry so the next time that you want to try something yourself at home because, you know, you don't need to get Blue Apron every day. You get it like a couple of times a week or whatever you want. Um, you'll be able to use their recipe cards or just be able to experiment a little bit more and you'll be learning how to cook better. Trust me on that one. You'll surprise yourself. You'll be able to choose from a variety of new recipes every week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. The recipes are not repeated within a year, so you'll never get bored. And you'll be able to try food like three cheese and baby broccoli stromboli with tomato and oregano dipping sauce. Oh, God. Uh, baked spinach <laughs> and egg flatbread with sauté asparagus and lemon aioli or maybe even crispy salmon and roasted potato salad with pickled mustard seeds and creme fraiche sauce that's stromboli man that hit me right in the stomach oh wow i want that thing blue apron <laughs> delivers to 99 percent of the continental u.s there's no weekly commitment so you only get those deliveries when you want them and their freshness guarantee means that every ingredient arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right check out this week's menu and get three meals for free with a first purchase including free shipping by going to blueapron.com analog you'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with blue apron so go to blueapron.com analog and we thank them for their support of this show and relay fm blue apron a better way to cook so there's something else happening during the time of San Jose week, and the reason that I know that it's coming so quickly <laughs> is because during that week there is going to be a general election in the UK. Right. Because we need another we need another election, don't we? The world needs another election right now. Who I think doesn't? I think that that's about right. I think it's time we got a little a little bit more politics up in our business. Let's let's go and we'll have a general election. For anybody that doesn't know, the general election is basically the presidential election. It's where we choose our government. Right, and and then the person that runs our government. So, how does this get kicked off just out of ban? Because so, let me let me very very briefly let me just set the stage that in America, 
you have a term. And when you get elected, you serve out that term unless you get impeached, which is like extraordinarily rare. So if you're elected president, you get four years. and That's the end of the meeting. And it takes an act of basically a deity to get you out of office before the end of that four years. So how is it you just didn't you just recently elect like a prime minister and all these people in 2016? Okay, so and and the, the term left to its own devices is three or four years. Four. Okay, so like a president, if you elected in 2016, in principle, your current prime minister should serve until 2020. Yeah. Okay, so how did this, how did the ripcord get pulled? What's going on here? So the law is that it's every four years, right, that there will be a, mm-hmm. a general election. Mm-hmm. But a general election can be called at any point by, I believe, just the sitting government. But let's just say it can just happen, right? An election can be called by government. The government needs to vote on it. So the House of Commons has to vote on it. If the vote passes, the election be- is happening. It's going to happen. Okay. So... The reason that this is typically done is to make a government stronger. Okay. So the Conservative Party are doing this, so they're saying they're doing this, and, and it's probably and it's the reason they're doing this. It's because they believe that right now, if they call another general election, they'd win by a landslide, where they do not have a, like a vast majority. I don't even think they have a majority at the moment, like by pure numbers. I don't know the exact numbers. I don't pay enough attention to politics, okay? It's just mm-hmm. me as that person. That's who I am. If you listen to this show for long enough, you know that I try and avoid these things as much as possible because of the way they make me feel inside. Um, so right now, um, Theresa May, the leader of the Conservative Party, she's saying that, and she's feeling like that they're getting blocked with especially a lot of the stuff that they're trying to do around Brexit. There's some consternation as to whether that's true or not, but basically she's doing this because they believe they'll win by a landslide right now, and if they do, it means that they'll be able to do whatever they want for Brexit. Well, we'll slow right? down. So you're saying the people who want Brexit are doing this election because they think more of them will be elected and then yeah. Brexit will be basically guaranteed. Yes. But I thought everyone was pumping the brakes on Brexit. Apparently not everyone. <sighs> no, I mean, there's so many parts of this where it's like, well, a lot of the people that didn't want it are louder now still. They just continue to be loud. And there are a lot of, play- lot of more people that don't want it. But the problem is a lot of the areas that voted for it would vote for it again. Right, because uh, this this election, I think, is also being seen as a vote for Brexit and not again. Right, mm-hmm. so a lot of people will continue to vote that way. The other problem is, and the reason she's doing this, is that the opposition parties, especially Labour, which is the main opposition parties, is in a bit of a shambles right now, and the party is splitting up. They do not believe in the person who's the leader of the party. They tried a lot of the party tried to get that person ousted, and but there was a vote, and they kept the guy in. Like it is. Right now, they are in a conservatives are in a position where they could win by a landslide purely because a lot of people will feel like that there's nowhere else that they can sensibly put their vote. Interesting. Okay. Oy, that sounds delightful. So, so it sounds like you guys are in in all likelihood doubling down on Brexit. Yep. Neat. Now, there's a couple of things to this. I have again. I have I have looked at this at the bare minimum that I can because that's how I am. I saw something. I think it was in the Guardian where the uh, the leader of the European Union said that if we elected a new government that changed their minds, we could reverse it. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, from the Guardian, the EU leader said UK would be welcome back to photos overturn Brexit. This is the type of stuff that could help, but you still need to know where you're going to vote for. And like, this is the problem. It's like all of this stuff like gives us this last sash of hope, right? That if we just vote for Labour will be good. I mean, I saw something today that said, like, Labour is ahead by 20 points for under 40s, but they're, like, 16 points behind when you look at the whole average. Mm-hmm. Labour being Love, the the more... The uh, opposition party. So the ones that do not like Brexit. Uh, even that is, like, it's, it's hard to even tell that right now. Because they, like... Okay. Their leader, for as much as I can understand, the leader Corbyn, he's kind of been weakened to break. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but I, you know, and nobody's nobody from what I can see is really coming out on a big, strong anti-Brexit campaign. Like at least from Labour, what I really need right now is a simple explainer from someone like the Guardian to tell me <laughs> where to vote. That's what I need because I can't do that to myself again to really dive in mm-hmm. like because this was what almost killed me during brexit was spending all this time in my day reading this politics stuff because the one thing that i really don't want to do is think to myself that we could overturn this like i don't want to really entertain that thought too much in my head because when the conservatives lead, win again which is very likely that they will based on all the polling that's happening i'm just going to be even more sad again yeah, yeah. I don't know where my vote's going. Now, I know that I don't like Theresa May. Um, I don't like Theresa May for many reasons, uh, mostly because she has told a bunch of lies already, and a lot of the things that she's been talking about um, I am not comfortable with. I don't like her stance on Brexit, the way that she's going for what's referred to as the hard Brexit, and I don't like a lot of the things that she's said about um, immigrants to this country and migrants to this country. Uh, I don't like a lot of the stuff that she's talking about there because that hits home for me. Um, and another thing that I don't like is like she was just a bunch of interviews with her in like September of last year where she said categorically that she wouldn't do this. Of course. Like she just said that, that she wouldn't do this because it's not good for the country. <sighs> but I know why she's doing it and it's a clever move. It's a smart move because if it goes the way that she thinks it's going to go and that that the conservatives think it's going to go then they're going to be in a better position for brexit negotiations and honestly there's like this part of me that's in the back of my head was like shouldn't we be the strongest we should be if we're going into fighting against europe interesting point like Mm -hmm. like this is why they're doing it and it's like i can see the reasoning like we shouldn't be fighting amongst each other constantly if we're then having to fight with them as well. So I can. this is why I think she's going to win. Because that is such a strong argument. But I won't put my vote behind Theresa May. So I can tell you that right now. I don't know where my vote's going yet, but it's not going behind her. Because I fundamentally disagree with her as a person. And I know that the Conservative Party is more than that. And I understand about the local election thing. But right now, I do not like her as the leader of our country. Because... I, I just she was against Brexit and now is completely for Brexit and she could be taking a different line than she does and she isn't she didn't speak out against a lot of the stuff that's happened in America strongly enough or quickly enough and I don't like her stance on uh, migrants to this country so I will not be putting my vote with Theresa May um, I will want to put my vote somewhere else but I just don't know where that's going to be yet 
Good luck. I God, just can't, man. Such a such a dumpster fire. I just don't want more politics. I just yeah. don't want it. Like, why are they going to bring it to me? So if you're if you're in the UK and you're going to be traveling out to San Jose, um, make sure you sign up for a postal vote. Mm-hmm. Because you can vote quicker, you can vote earlier, and you'll be able to do it before you leave. I signed up for a postal vote for Brexit because I was actually out of the country during the Brexit poll that led the voting. Um, so, yeah, I recommend that you do that. Aye. Well, good luck. I mean, here's hoping you guys turn it around in a way that we couldn't, but good luck. Yeah, we're good. See, this is the thing. We did this happened to us already, right? We're about to do it again. Yeah. Probably. Right? Like, I know that the Trump, I think that, like, the Trump thing for the people that were anti Trump was worse than the, um, the, the Brexit thing was people that, that were anti-Brexit. Like, I think that it affected people harder, and I understand why. Um, oh, Stacey just put a link in the show notes to a BBC News article, which she's given me a link, which I'm going to put in the show notes to a BBC News article called General Election, What You Need to Know. I'm going to be reading this. Um, But I, I actually, I think that that was harsher, right? But we're doing it twice now. And I'm wondering if, like, the compounding feeling is going to be worse, right? Where we're like, first we get the absolute shocker that we, that, you know, everybody thought we were going to be staying in, but it turns out we were leaving, right? Like Trump. But now we're going to go through this period of, like, an actual, like, hope that we might be able to get out of this. And then we maybe we can't. And it's more than just the faithless electors thing, because we had our own version of that as well, right? Like, the government still had to vote on Brexit and they could have voted against it because it wasn't a binding referendum. It was just an advisory referendum, which just basically was meant to advise the the MPs about what their constituents wanted. Mm -hmm. So we had our way out. Our way out was way cleaner than the faithless electors thing. (laughs) That didn't go through. But now we're going to do it all over again. Yeah, and and in all likelihood, you're going to double down, and then you're going to lose that much more faith in your own country. Yep. Ay, ay, ay. I'm sorry, dude. You know what will cheer you up, though? (laughs) Talking to you about Nintendo? Yes, but before we do that, what else will cheer you up? Pingdom! Pingdom. Thank you, Pingdom, for making sure that we know when our website is up or down. That's important. And you can start monitoring your websites and servers today at pingdom.com slash analog. You'll get a 14-day free trial. And when you enter the offer code analog at checkout, you get 20% off your first invoice. I know a lot of people that around this time of the year start pointing Pingdom at weird URLs like WWDC tickets, talk show tickets. I know people were doing it for the relay stuff, right? Like... You start pointing Pingdom at these websites and you'll know if there's a change in them. <laughs> so then you'll know maybe if the ticketing page is up. Pingdom is focused also, most primarily, I think, on making the web faster and more reliable for everybody that has a site. For Ping- If you're a Pingdom user, you can monitor the availability and performance of your server database or website by, using, by taking advantage of their amazing tools and services. 
Pingdom will be able to emulate visits to your website via their 70 global test servers and be able to check its availability as often as every single minute. As well as just blanket checking if your website's up and down, you can also have it monitor several dependencies, like independent parts of your website, like contact forms, e-commerce checkouts, logins, search functionality, and loads more that may be hosted in other places or have plugins that may bring them down and make them unresponsive. Websites are not just black and white anymore. There are a bunch of these different interactions that people will have with your site, and you want to make sure if any or all of them are playing up. Stuff breaks on the internet all the time. Pingdom detects 13 million outages a month. With Pingdom, all you need is the URL you wish to monitor, and they'll take care of the rest. When Pingdom detects an outage, you'll be immediately alerted so you can fix the error before the downtime affects you. Check it out today, and you'll be the first to know when your site is down and then the first to be able to act. Go to pingdom.com analog for a 14-day free trial and use the code analog at checkout and you'll get 20% off your first invoice thanks to pingdom for their support of this show and relay fm so you finally got a nintendo switch now i don't know if people know Indeed. this but you have been trying to get one of these things for a while uh, right? it wasn't that bad so i'd been hemming and hawing it to some degree, since that initial teaser video came out, if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes, but it was like October-ish of last year when they announced the Switch and they had that like teaser video on YouTube. And it's it's surprisingly long for what is a teaser, but I looked at it and I was like, wow, that looks really awesome. But eh, I never really play video games. I haven't had a console since the Wii. I played the Wii a lot for the first couple months I had it and then kind of never looked back. And before the Wii, my last real console was a Nintendo 64, which I was young enough that I was still living at home. And I played the snot out of that thing, but I was living at home and had nothing else to do. Um, But when I say home, I mean like mom and dad's house. Um, But then uh, my sister-in-law got a Wii, uh, excuse me, got a Switch. And I played uh, Breath of the Wild a little bit and was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I played it for maybe five minutes. And then uh, my my good friends, uh, Steve and Kristen, who coincidentally live down the road, uh, they got a, a Switch. And you I mean played. Stay, right? Exactly. My friend Stay. Stay. Yeah. Okay. Stay, friend Stay. Good to know. Uh, and and, <laughs> and uh, I, I was playing uh, Breath of the Wild at their house for like maybe 15 or 20 minutes, enough to actually sort of get into the game. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of really cool. I kind of want one, but uh, I really don't usually play video games. It's probably a waste of money and it's it's just not worth it. But I kept thinking about it, and I kept thinking about it, and I talked to a couple of coworkers about it. They were like, oh, my God, it's so good, blah, 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 and I kept thinking about it. And finally, I want to say like two weeks ago, I decided, nope, it's happening. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to get a Switch. So then it took about a week, maybe a week and a half of searching to find one. And I looked at iStock now and made a couple of trips to Walmart stores or, or Best Buy stores that, that were indicated on the iStock now website to have stock and they did not. Um, and it was just mostly fruitless. And, and it was right. It was coincidentally, it was right after Amazon had gotten their second, they had gotten their second batch of switch shipments because it was just a few days before I finally decided to pull the trigger that Amazon had received like a second wave of, of switches that you could order if you were a prime member. And I almost did it then, but I was like, nah, I never play video games. It's not worth it. Then fast forward 48 hours. I need a switch. So anyway, mm. Aaron and I met for lunch, uh, one day last week. Yeah, it was a little over a week ago. And, um, and in that particular location happened to be relatively close to Walmart. And the particular place we went to lunch was this like kind of hot dog 
shop, if you will. It, you know, so so the the food comes out basically instantly, and it doesn't take that long to eat a couple of hot dogs. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and go to Best Buy and Walmart, which are right next to each other, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see if either of them has it. So I go to Best Buy, and they told me that a store an hour west of us, where I used to live in Charlottesville, had like 20 of them for some reason, but their store had none. I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll see if I can convince Aaron to let me drive two hours, you know, an hour there and an hour back after Declan goes, well, not let me, but you know what I mean? Like, maybe I can convince Aaron mm-hmm. that, that, you know, oh, it's worthwhile to spend, you know, two hours in the car to get a s- stupid video game to, console. To have the honor of paying $300. Yeah, plus the 60 for the game. But yes, you're exactly right. So anyway, so then I go the next door down to Walmart. I walk in and I go to the little case expecting to see nothing. And by God, there's a switch there. Not only is there a switch there, but there's the adult switch. And that's the one I wanted. And so you didn't get the gray one. Of course, I got the gray one. I'm not uh, a child. I'm not a child, Michael. Um, uh, so anyway, so I went ahead and bought myself a uh, gray Nintendo Switch with Breath of the Wild, and I have been playing a considerable, a considerable amount of it ever since, and have been enjoying it more and more with each passing moment. When I first played the game, like it was fun, and I swear to you, like docking and undocking the Switch. So far has not gotten old to me. I've played very little of it with in the dock against the TV, but doing that that just hot dock or undock is this the coolest thing in the world. It 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 just does not get old uh, to me at all. Knowing how technology works, it is crazy to me that you're able to do that oh, yeah. with absolutely no ramifications. Yep. Oh, absolutely, agree. completely agree with you. So, yeah, so I got Breath of the Wild. I have pre-ordered Mario Kart. I have scheduled a lunch meeting at work for Monday. So uh, myself and a couple of coworkers who also have Switches and also pre-ordered Mario Kart can yeah. can play over lunch against each other on Monday. Man, I'm telling you. So, again, right, we're recording just before that date will drop. Oh, right, yes, because by the time most people listen to this, it will have been out for a day or two. And we are traveling on that day. So I cannot tell you how much I am, like, pleading with the universe that it will be available for me to buy before we leave the house. <laughs> well, you should be able to get it, like, digitally, right? Yeah, but, like... Okay. They, these things, they go up at certain times. It's not like midnight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got you. So, oh, man. I really, really want it so bad to play. I'm so excited. I'm so stoked. And, and you know, the funny thing is, and this is probably the most ridiculous, absurd justification in the entire world, but part of the reason why I really wanted the Switch was because I know I have this, like, six-hour there-and-back plane journey. I know that's just pedestrian to you, Michael. I understand. But but to me, that's no, a long no. trip. And so I have Let the six- me tell you, Casey Liss. Did you bring the Switch to Atlanta? There is nothing greater on the plane than playing the Switch. I've done it on all of those trips. Every trip. And it wasn't amazing? It was incredible. I'm so looking forward to it. So anyway, so yeah, so I have Breath of the Wild. I will be getting Mario Kart. Um, I'm very anxious to get um, uh, Splatoon 2 whenever that comes out because I've never played Splatoon, but I've heard phenomenal things about it. It's fun. It's really great fun. I'm anxious to play... um, I, I downloaded the demo of whatever the crazy Tetris game is and played it once with Aaron, and that was kind of cool. Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that the online experience for Mario Kart will be relatively straightforward because it'd be cool for you and I to play each other, or maybe like you, me, and Federico or something to mm-hmm. play each other. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. But I'm also super amped to like... Yeah, I, I basically I uh, I have explained to Aaron that she and Declan and I will be at Steve and Kristen's or vice versa pretty much the whole weekend just playing Mario Kart. 
So <laughs> I am so looking forward so to just uh, just having nothing but Mario Kart battles for most of the weekend. Me and Federico are very excited about being able to fly next to each other. Oh, that's right. To San Jose. Oh, that'll be amazing because you'll just be like deathmatching for hours upon hours. Yeah. Do you have a battery pack that works with USB-C? Yes, I do. Um, but it like if I'm not playing the Switch, it charges it pretty well. If I'm playing the Switch, it it depletes the battery still depletes but slower. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, right. you're going to need to fix that before your trip because that is a lot of flying you're going to be doing and the battery is probably only going to be like 3ish hours unless you have a power mm-hmm. port in the plane. Yeah, and which we may do, but like if all we need to do is just like we we just be the conservative ways, right? So play for three hours and then take a break for a couple of hours and then go back to it. Yeah, fair point. You know, now I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I'm actually somewhat curious to see if we end up doing any like breakout sessions, if you will, with all of us and our switches like at WWDC, because I suspect we're going to be too busy for that stuff. Um, but. It'll be interesting to see if we see any like impromptu parties, if you will, uh, with the switch. Well, I will have mine. With yeah, me, I'm going to have you know, mine. That w- we got to do it just for the, even if we just do one one death match. Oh, absolutely! I'm, I'm, just I'm so in. we've I'm, done it. Yeah, my body is ready. But it's funny because you know, as much as I poo poo games now, it it was something that genuinely was very important to me when I was younger. Like when I was a kid, I grew up on Nintendo from the original NES straight through Nintendo 64, never got a GameCube, um, did the Wii, did the Wii, never got a Wii U. And here I am crawling back to Nintendo. And I guess in a lot of ways, I have the same feelings about Nintendo from what I've heard you and Syracuse talk about in that mm-hmm. it's, I've grown up with it. It's got a special place in my heart. I kind of turned my back on it for a long time just because I never really cared about video games when I was an adult as much. Um, but Breath of the Wild is very good. And the more I play it, like I'd said earlier, the more into it I get. I found it to be a little too freeform for my taste in the very beginning, and it wasn't guiding me enough where it wanted me to go. But now that I've gotten kind of my feet under me, if you will, now that same free formedness appeals to me and so i know where i'm supposed to be going but i'm finding that i'm like trying to go to towers to unlock the map or i'm trying to do side quests or whatever the case may be Um, i don't know how many hours i've put into zelda and it's probably for the best that i don't um but i am thoroughly enjoying it and i am very glad i bought myself a switch so far and if you're like me and maybe fell out of video games and are now thinking about coming back to it i I definitely suggest trying a Switch, whether you actually buy it or not, and they're still impossible to find. And I'm super looking forward to this weekend trying the the, the local multi, multiplayer across two different Switches um, experience and seeing if that's like totally clunky, if it's good, because I can see that being super fun. Like one of the things that appealed to me about that that video preview that I was talking about earlier is when they had, I think it was either Splatoon or maybe like a basketball game where they had like eight Switches all in a circle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were like one or two people per Switch all playing in the same game. Like that just looks awesome to me. And and it's so portable and so easy to bring it with you. Like it it seems like it'd be super duper fun to do that. So I'm 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 super happy to hear you be so effusive about it. Yeah, I mean, so far, I've really, really enjoyed it. And we'll see. Like, with video games, generally speaking, I'll I'll have this opinion, and then within a couple of months, it'll just kind of all go away. But given that I'm really amped for Mario Kart, I'm barely into Zelda, I'm 
pretty tentatively amped for Splatoon because everyone I know says it's so good. Uh, I'm very curious to try it. So for you, you got yours the day it came out, right? Mm-hmm. So have you stopped being enthused by it or have you been less nope. enthused by it? I'm still playing Zelda, man. I'm like, I've put like nearly 90 hours into that game. Oh, I don't doubt it. I was playing it today. <laughs> well, I would be playing it if it wasn't for this darn podcast, sir. So this is how much you mean to me that I'm skipping Zelda mm-hmm. to talk to you. But what I mean is like, I, I've i had it for nearly two months yeah, or whatever, maybe still, like six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm still playing that game like very frequently. Did you beat it by the conventional sense? It's all I have to do is do that. Okay, so you've done you've done all the precursors to fighting the final boss, but you haven't fought the final boss. Yeah, but okay. I I got to that point like twenty hours ago. <laughs> I don't want it to end. Yeah, I, I so totally hear you. I'm just still playing. Like basically, what happens? Is, this isn't a spoiler so much because if you played any Zelda games, this is what happens. After you do the final boss, you get dropped back into the game at the moment before you start that encounter. Mm-hmm. Right, so like you can then just leave that area and go out and explore. Right, so the game the, the game doesn't lock you out, but there isn't like a happily ever after mode. Yeah, yeah. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense when you think about it, because the game would be empty, <laughs> right? Right, because there'd be no more villains left in the game in sure, theory. So. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, really enjoying it. I'm I'm very surprised. And uh, if you had your butt handed to you yet? Oh, I've died so many times. It was actually, it was very frustrating. Uh, I think this is pretty much spoiler free, uh, or at worst, it is extremely light spoilers. But one of the um, shrines, they teach you how to fight, like kind of not literally hand to hand, but like how to use your sword Mm -hmm. and how to like jump backwards and strafe and jump and whatnot. And in order to do that, you have to fight one of these bad guys called guardians. um, And and Mm -hmm. I had assumed that this was about killing the guardian and not about um, just learning the moves. And so I'm like going to town against this thing and I broke a sword and then I'm going to town against this thing, broke my other sword, going to town against this thing. And I broke like a a hammer or whatever. I don't remember what other weapon I was using. And then it finally occurred to me, wait, this guy isn't showing any hit points. I'm just supposed to be doing these moves. And if I do the moves right, then I'll win. And so I lost like three (laughs) weapons against this stupid guardian. Yeah. I felt like such a moron. And, And it's funny because I used to be not amazing by any stretch of video games, but I used to be pretty good at video games. And, I have gotten so bad at it and and I'm starting to, those muscles are starting to come back a little bit, but things that like I could just intuit in the past and just kind of know now I have to like really think through and reason through. And I don't know. I'm just an old man now. Having fun though. Yeah. Well, the thing is about this game is it is difficult. Like it is a hard game and it will, you will get your butt handed to you no matter how good you are at mm-hmm. video games. Mm-hmm. Because like this game does some things at points where it's like, that don't usually happen. Like you can stumble into an area and you're not supposed to be there yet. Yeah. yeah. And what most games will do is they'll like wall it off. Right. right? They'll, but no, you could just walk in mm-hmm. and you will get destroyed. Very early on in the game, Federico ran into the final castle. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. And he ended ended up picking up some powerful weapons and then he just jetted out of there. Oh, nice. Right? But you could do that sort of stuff. Right, right, right. He just stocked up on healing potions and stuff, ran into the castle, looted some weapons and and hightailed it out of there. But like, 
And he had to do that because he was going to get absolutely destroyed by what was inside. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, playing a couple rounds of Mario Kart or something with you in uh, San Jose. And I expect to see at least a picture or two of you guys just being ridiculous nerds on the plane. It's going to be great. I'm I'm actually, I am not jealous of the, what, 12 or 14 hour flight or whatever it is you have. Yet there's a little shred of me that's actually a little bit jealous of your absurd flight. Like we enjoyed our flight last time and we didn't even have Nintendos. Yep. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to it. 